Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the Luca Pete Show. It is Monday the 13th of March. Pete Donaldson with you. I'm joined by uh, Mr. Lukey Moore. Lukey, I've been watching that Physical 100 programme like loads. Yeah, so I think I'm a bit behind. I, I, I was the one who right. recommended it to you, but I think I'm maybe two episodes behind now. So I've just finished the episode now, right. where they have to lug the big, um, the big ships. The big ships. So I've not watched that one yet. Okay, I've right. only just got... Because they, they got... They got a good two episodes out of that fucking sand one. The sand and the bridge. Yes. They love a cliffhanger, don't they? They love a cliffhanger, and they I don't know how they managed to get two episodes out of that one. That was They, they had to build a, a sort of wooden platform on uh, ropes and then um, basically church a load of um, uh, sand over to the other side. And the, and the team, out of the two uh, that were doing battle... Uh, whichever team goes through, you uh, yeah, you get to you you, you get to um, not get thrown out of the competition. But yeah, so basically, a, you know, whoever loves the most sand into the tube at the end went through, mm. right? And that uh, that sexy Yama guy's still in there, I think. The guy, the the guy that just looks cool. Oh, he's in, great. Um, UFC fighter, Chung Hoon Soon, mm. I think his name is. Mm. He's brilliant. He looks like a Korean Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I He's guess just so. a but they, complete dude. But like they, they, when they talk about each other's bodies and things, and 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 they they're quite poetic with how they sort of describe one another. Yeah. You know what I mean? They sort of go, "He is like, uh, you know, they they, they 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 talk beautifully about each but, other's bodies." But it is just about talking about each other's bodies. Do you remember what I said to you when I first started watching it? It was kind of interesting the cultural differences between what it would be like in the mm. UK. In the UK, it would just be trash talk central. The kind yeah, of people yeah, yeah. who'd be on it, a UK version, which I'm sure they'll make at some point. It'll yeah. just be mass. It'll be almost like a boxing um, promotion where they just trash yeah. talk each other and then you know, embarrass themselves and you know. And 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 because you know, and 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 they may not be media trained, so they'll say something absolutely fucking horrific. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and there was a bit in Physical 100 where the young, as a young Korean MMA fighter, mm. and there's an older, excuse me, Korean MMA fighter that we just talk about there. And when they had to pick a, a, an opponent to wrestle with for um, mm. one particular round, the younger MMA fighter went straight up to like the world champion older one, who was obviously much harder than him, was like, it would be an honour for me to fight you, I choose you. And, yeah. and, and that would never happen. Don't do that. There must be some kind of like respect-based thing in, in, in that <laughs> environment where they, they feel like they have to... It would be like it would it would be disrespectful to not choose them or something because it was yeah. absolutely no then, reason he would have chosen him. 
But then there was that other UFC fighter who just um, who, who chose, chose a woman. Uh, a ti- a, a, chose a tiny woman. Yeah. And then and then and then kneeled on a chest for about five minutes and nearly got disqualified. Yeah. I mean, it was just a horrible <laughs> yeah, scene. It was. Absolutely rancid. But how long do you reckon oh, yeah, the yeah. first round was? Where they had to hang on to that scaffold for as long as possible, wasn't it? How long do you reckon you yeah. can hold on to that? You'd be quite good at that, I reckon. Nah, too heavy. I am deceptively heavy. Really, it's, it's really. Dense. I I reckon I fancy my chances to beat you, but only you. Oh, you would. I would. I would last. I would last under a second. <laughs> I'll tell you. And and someone would land on top of me and break my nose. Yeah, like, oh, oh yeah. That's that actually fuck happens to me before when I was playing football once. I slid tackled <laughs> someone and they landed on my face. Oh, and it busted my nose. And then when I was in the shower afterwards, um, I blew my nose and a bit of my nose came out. Oh, that's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Not good, is it? It's not good. I mean, I'm sorry if people great. are disgusted by that. I should have given you a warning, yeah. but it wasn't. You, it wasn't ideal. Do you know what's more? Do you know what's more disgusting? Um, a man we mentioned about three or four weeks ago, Mr. Beast's Chocolate. Oh, We've we, had a go at KSI and Logan Paul's Prime. We, we we we're now talking about Mr. Beast's Chocolate. Um, last week, uh, <laughs> Mr. Beast, a man who is a multi multi billion, he'll be the first YouTube billionaire. Apparently, he's not a billionaire, um, is he? He will be. He he will be the first one. That's what they're saying. That's word on. I mean, I don't know how much is you know, I don't know how liquid he is, but um, yeah. They how how is he able to um? How is he able to make so much money? I don't. He's only twenty four now. He looks about your age. Well, he's my um. He's, he's got the same name as me. Second name as me. So I think I should be entitled to a bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Mister. So he's, he's got some chocolate out, has he? He's got some chocolate out called Feastables. I guess it's Mr. Beastables Feastables. Um, and he tweeted, um, I need your help. Uh, next time you see Feastables in Walmart and soon to be new retailers, if you could clean up the presentation and look, make it look better, that would make me very happy. I'm building a team to do this routinely. I just need help in the short term. So he's basically getting... His uh, followers and fans to uh, go around Walmart and basically tidy up his product line. That's clever. And it mm, and people are doing it, and they are replying, saying, "I've done it, master." Um, it's it's just like I mean, it, there's one guy who's going. This is exactly why I think creator brands will dominate shelf space this decade. No typical chocolate brand could get consumers to care enough to do this. Mr. Beast, says Lone Wolf, real Nelson on Twitter. I was at Walmart and uh, I saw your chocolate bar. I fixed them properly. Anything for the team. I even bought the chocolate sea salt one. Hashtag team Mr. Beast. And and it's just horrific, Luke. It's It's absolutely horrific. It is that he's got this power that people are going to be, you know, going into. Um, what, I'd, be, I'd be, I'd be knocking them on the floor. I'd be jamming my keys through the packaging. I'd be shoplifting them. So are we asking people that when they go into a Walmart or uh, presumably an American retailer, um, yeah. and they see Mr. Beast chocolate, to throw it on the floor. Yeah. Walk over to where they're selling the, um, like the, the the deli counter where you know you have like salads and stuff, and sometimes you'll have a little in like um, Whole Foods you have like urns of soup and stuff that you can pour yourself some soup. Yeah, just chuck all the bars in the soup, melt it. So <laughs> I, I want to, to melt including it. up to and just stopping before you'd get kicked out and possibly yeah. banned from the shop. You've gone full yeah. on ban yourself from the shop because <laughs> because. Mr. Beast, you're not removing it. You're not removing the Mr. Beast chocolate from the from the shop, are you? You're just putting them in the soup. But Mr. Beast has got a lot more of a loyal following than us. Yeah. People will do stuff that he says; they won't do stuff we say. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's like, there's a guy, I mean, people are like proper like going, you got it, boss, heading out to a few Walmarts now to get to work. And the official Feastables uh, Twitter page says, let's go, two hands in the air, high fives. It's awful, isn't it? It's, a bit it's awful. Life's awful. I, actually, I hate we, it. I watched the Mr. Beast video, which is really interesting. And I told right. people about it. And then loads of people who mm. know stuff about Mr. Beast compared to me, which is nothing. And mm. said, oh, no, he's a dickhead. But I, was, I thought he came across okay. Compared right. to some of them. Um, I, I mean, it's just, it's just like, it's like last days of Rome kind of like gorging themselves on like, on like, like making it bigger and more expensive and wasting more money than everyone else and just kind of like it's just like there's little creativity there it's just sort of saying I'm going to do it at a higher price point than everyone else you know I'm going to smash up a Lamborghini because I can look oh, at this like everyone like the bonus level in Street Fighter 2 oh like that lad um, who was with that other lad on the Brits that time <laughs> do you remember the Brits like three or four years ago um, the the man uh, who's like the biggest rapper in the world? Give us three. Oh, I, I want to talk about the Brits again because I want to win the Brits it was, in 2007. I think it might have been Kendrick Lamar. I think Kendrick Lamar was on and his friend, uh, while he was rapping, his friend uh, had, like, it was a Lambo um, and he was smashing up the Lamborghini with a baseball bat and that was his performance. But... Yeah. Um, it was Kendrick, presumably, wasn't it? I remember, due, yeah. presumably due to safety concerns. Oh, now you remember. Yeah. Don't mock me. Um, it, safety concerns, it was encased in this massive glass cube. Yeah. So no glass could hit a child and blind them. <laughs> it just took. I just took something away from the whole performance. Personally, I find that quite interesting as a concept. Don't you? Yeah, I do. But like, smack. I mean, I mean, he only really did the windscreen and a couple of lights. That's. I could. I could fit a. A couple of lights. Oh, it would have not, been, I didn't actually see it, but it would have been crap if you just very delicately, purposely broke some very specific parts of the car. Yeah, got a screwdriver out and just un- undid, the, <laughs> undid the wing mirror. Just a little tap, <laughs> little tap, tap. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen Mr. Beast do that kind of thing. I've seen him do like, oh, if my mate stays in this room, I'll give him a hundred thousand dollars or something. Right. Okay. And then he leaves him yeah. in there with all this stuff, and he starts taking stuff away. And it was quite—I just right. thought it was quite interesting. But um, to change the subject slightly, one of our listeners has been in touch, Stephen, and he's been very impressed by um, your DIY work around your house, Peter. Right. Um, obviously, thinks you're a man of the world. You can get stuck into a lot of different tasks, a lot of household mm. tasks. Okay. And Stephen says um, he's, he and his um, him and his partner have just bought an old house, an 1869 Coast Guard's cottage. Oh. Uh, and they found um, some interesting stuff. I think similar to the problem you had in the base of the wall, and he wanted some right. advice from you on how to restore it. <laughs> Right, okay. What, like, bits of, like, wooden stuff? Yeah. It's like dry rot issues, I guess. Right, okay. Yeah. How did you well, fix I, your, I, How did you do yours? Just because you were just... I think I just got some, like, uh, some special um, anti-rising um, uh, 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 anti damp sticks, drilled them, drilled a hole, popped them in, and then just, you know, plastered over the top of them. Love the old job. And that'll last you for at least six or six six weeks or that more, wouldn't it? Last you for six weeks. Yeah, that'll stave it off for a bit. Um, when I so I've got this, we've got this remarkable uh, record outside our house. So any any time we don't want anything in the house anymore, mm. but it's like Just leave it outside. Yeah, and it, and every single time it gets taken. Like yeah, Mimi puts up a sign just says free, please take, say I take it to the item, and every single time it goes. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. It always just goes. So, because I, I had a bit of a, I had a bit of, a, I didn't have an issue with it, but I, I thought it was a bit odd the other week where we had this big dining dining room table, which has always been too big for the room, and we wanted to make a bit more space. So, um, and then we had this like shoe cupboard thing that sat in the hallway. Um, right. And it kind of serves as a little side table. You can put stuff on top of it. It's got a drawer in it, but it's also got all these places for shoes. It's like a really useful piece. But we had another, uh, another because we had the house decorator with another thing that we wanted. So. I want to get rid of it. So I called the local charity and the charity, they're really great normally. And they, what they do is they um, get hold of furniture for people who have previously been homeless and they've just got a new place of their own and want to get up on their feet and they can't afford furniture, right? It's a really noble cause. Mm. Like, it's a cool thing. And so I called them up. So I've got these two pieces and uh, they came round and they said, oh yeah, we'll have a look. And if we want them, we'll take them in the lorry. They came around with the, with the truck and they took the dining mm. table straight away. They were happy with that. And then this little side table, they wouldn't take it because a couple of the cats had used it to sharpen their claws on it. Right, okay, yeah. And I was saying to them, you could sand that down in like 10 seconds and it wouldn't be there. Like you wouldn't mm. even be able to see it. And they were like, no, no, we can't take it. It's not, it's, it's damaged. And I was thinking, I mean, rude, but like if I was someone who had a new house and no furniture, I'd, I'd mm. happily take it. I would happily take yeah. that. But they wouldn't Especially take you got it. Cats yourselves. Yeah, I know exactly. Well, it's true actually because yeah. my cats would just ruin it anyway. Um, so I took it outside. and We left a little sign on it, and it's a, quite a big, bulky item. You couldn't really lift it on your own. And uh, mm. woke up the next morning, gone, gone. Well, there you go. The furniture fairy had taken right. it, mate. Leave the furniture fairy had taken it. I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, on your on your uh, WhatsApp, Luke. Yeah, I forgot to put this in the running order. Um, I'm just about to send you a little link. Uh, and I'd like you to watch it, and I'd like you to tell listeners um, what you can see. Okay, click in now. Click in now. Uh, okay, it's watch me eat a sink steak. A sink steak. Is he cooking a steak under a hot water tap? Yeah, he's cooking a steak under a hot water tap. So he's got a steak, and he's just put it on a plate, and he's eating it with like a big stick of butter on top of it. Yeah. What's the point of that? <laughs> I just think he's better than Mr. Beast. The butter he's a man dog, who his name is. Basically, he's called the Butter Dog on uh, TikTok, and he eats um, steaks with massive uh, pats of butter. So have I told you about, have I told you about the guy, it's, it's reminds me of a guy that, so I can't really say how I know him, but I don't know him that well, as in I've not met right. him more than once, but he's someone who I know through other people. And yeah. I might have told you about him before, but he's insane. And he got diagnosed with a kind of gastro illness. Mm. Uh, he's an American guy. And mm. he wasn't very happy with the diagnosis. And I think he's one mm. of these kind of big pharma, you know, conspiracy kind of dudes. And so he couldn't go to work because he had this illness and he wouldn't accept the treatment. So he lost his job. Right, I was not laughing at him losing his job because that's terrible, but it was his own fucking fault. So, you know. yeah. And then, so what he did is he then completely lost it, and he started reading all this stuff online about the thing that would sort him out is this Jordan Peterson kind of style diet, yeah, where um, he steak and pills. he would only eat steak and butter. Right. right. And then yeah, it started okay. to escalate, uh, and this was all being tracked on like Instagram. He was doing all of it on Instagram, so you could see what was happening. And he was started he started living in his car because his family. Um, <laughs> were like what are you doing like you can't live here if you haven't got any money because you quit your job because you won't take any treatment for an illness 
and we'd like mm. you to get help, but if we refuse to do it, you're not living here. So we end up living in this car, just driving around. Anyway, he ends up in like California, and the culmination mm. of this video series was basically him in the back of his beat up car with a cool box full of like really cheap cuts of mince, cooking it on like a Cala gas stove with like chunk <laughs> after chunk of butter, going, "Oh yeah, I feel really sick. I think it must be this illness." And it's like, it must be this. Illness. It's not the illness, mate. Nah. It's the butter. You are eating <laughs> it's, it's probably about 500 grams of saturated fat a day. <laughs> and, and it's just it's absolutely remarkable. But anyway. I'd have a lovely time for the first few days, but it would start to take its toll very quickly, wouldn't Jim, it? Do you remember when Jordan Peterson would only eat beef for a while? Yeah, yeah. He got interviewed because he, he just he had he had like he'd eaten too. What's the stuff they put in beef in the USDA stuff? Like it's kind of all, yeah, it's just all kind of like weird weird hormones and yeah. stuff, and it made him cry all the time. Yeah, and, and he got interviewed, like, didn't he? Some woman interviewed him and was saying, um, some interview interviewed him and was saying, "Are you still doing your all beef diet?" Like chuckling away, and he was like, "Yes," and she was like, "What's it like?" And he was like, "I wouldn't recommend it." So like, why are you doing it then? Why are you doing it? It's actually quite hard to do. It plays havoc with your social. I can't do. Life. I can't do it without doing um, Doctor Evil from the Austin Powers movies. I can't. I can't do. His, <laughs> I can't do an impression of him. That's what is that, is that why he kept crying all the time? I think so. He just had too much um, funny, funny stick. Funny stick. Pete, let's have a break because when we come stick. back, do you remember a week or two ago we um, talked about a guy who worked on The Last of Us. Um, mm. Well, we've got another listener in, uh, who's been in touch who's working on some other interesting shit, and I'd like to talk about it. So let's have a break, and then when we come back, we'll do that. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
We're back with the Luke and Pete show. Lukey Moore, what have you got for us? You promised a lot before the break, and you better fucking deliver. Yeah, so our friend... steak and butter for you all this week. Oh, yes, please. Um, <laughs> our friend Sean has been in touch um, by emailing hello at lukeandpeteshow.com, and he says, Hi, Luke and Pete. You guys were so excited by a recent email from somebody who listened to the show while working on VFX for the brilliant The Last of Us. I thought you might be interested to hear some other shows and movies that have been infected by your brain spores, to borrow a metaphor from Pete. One of the best things about my job as a prop maker oh. is that I get to listen to podcasts for about nine hours a day and as such have worked my way through much of the stack stable over the past few years. You guys have been spouting nonsense into my ears while I've been building droids for Star Wars. Oh, a melted Iron Throne for the finale of Game of Thrones and disemboweled horses for Amazon's Lord of the Rings show. That's big, isn't it? I, that is big. I was even listening to you at work on season two of The Witcher when I got a splinter under my thumb now so big that the entire nail had to get yanked out. Oh, that's... How, what? How did you manage to do I'd that? I'd love to know more about that, Sean. He says, there's been Good plenty God. of other jobs too, and while I'm prohibited from talking about what I'm currently working on by an NDA, imagine a mm. building somebody lives in, only instead of a person living there, it's some kind of huge winged reptile. Thanks so much for the literally oh. hundreds and hundreds of hours you naughty boys have kept me sane, and I'll promise I'll endeavour to insert a Luke and Pete show Easter egg into every job from now on. Sean <laughs> Schofield. Pierce, if you give me a mailing address for the stack office... I'd love to send you guys a couple of trinkets from some jobs I've worked on that you've talked about over the years. Cheers, Sean. All right, Rory, get on that. We'll definitely. Yeah, sure. I mean that is absolutely brilliant. That that is absolutely what a what a useful emailer. And the rest of you, what have you ever Step done for up. us? We got people sending us Prime. We got Sean who's working on our bloody films and stuff. Yeah. Amazing. The, He's going to write Luke and Pete on the forehead of that lizard. Yeah, we had the guy, the detective guy from Baltimore, who took a shit in a takeaway box and told us about it. <laughs> the man who wiped bread all over a toilet yeah exactly we've had some good ones yeah. in the past but Sean, exactly. Sean if you send us some props let's be perfectly clear about this we'll keep the best ones but some of the other ones we'll probably give away as prizes <laughs> won't we what an incredible situation I love the idea that we're, we're made yabbering away if someone's actually doing a genuinely interesting job Peter I bet he stinks of latex oh big time <laughs> I bet, because I remember when the um, Eurovision Botherers Lordy, the Finnish rock band, came in to uh, XFM on the breakfast show. Were they in costume? I mean, they were in costume, but like you sort of think that, you know, they're going to smell of something, like, you know, death. But they smell of latex. They just smell of latex. How, it's brilliant. How can they be bothered to be in that shit all the time? It's so, like, sweaty yeah. and... Yeah, but they know what they are. They're Lordy, for crying out loud. And, like, you know, they didn't... <laughs> they won it as well. They won the Eurovision, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's what I always think that about the kind of the death, the death metal scene. Like, it's such an incredible amount of effort, mm, isn't it? To, yeah. to, uh, to think about being in the death metal band, right? All the admin you've got to do, you've got to, um, you got to down tune all your guitars. You got to mm. sing with that guttural stuff. You got to wear the makeup. You got to wear strepsils. the heavy clothes. You got to find Cavornia or Strepsils to Big maintain time. your voice. It's just not worth the effort. It is not. You'd rather be in a much rather be in a dreamy indie pop band. Um, yeah, but then there's a lot of guitar pedals. That's true. You got to carry a lot of guitar pedals, then, haven't you? That is very true. Um, there's another yeah. email here from Brent who just takes us on a little trip down memory lane. I quite like this one. Um, Brett says um, he's from LA, by the way. He says he's an Anglophile. 
in LA. He says, hello, Luke and Pete, long time Ramble listener, recent Luke and Pete show convert. I've begun listening in possibly the most deranged way possible, keeping up with new episodes as they come out while going through the back catalogue, starting with episode one in between releases until I get caught up. It's just baffling. (laughs) I mean, the show's baffling anyway. I have no idea how you're going to get through that. Uh, He says, in light of my recent journey, I thought it would be fun to remind you both of some of the hot topics from the first dozen or so episodes in summer 2017 of what was then Luke and Pete's summer. Um, Glad to hear the jinglers remain the same. Looking forward to Battery Brands making their pod debut. Uh, So he says the the highlights for him are um, Pete's Bare Naked Ladies one week impression. That that ran and ran, didn't it? Can you still do it? Yeah, it's been. <laughs> that's not too bad. Not... I think that was. I think that's one of the best ones I've ever done. It's not too bad. It felt like you all actually... I needed. All I needed was three years off. It felt like it felt <laughs> like you actually pressed the button for the song. Um, <laughs> bombs of all sorts, including Pete's internet simulation of an atom bomb being dropped on his childhood home. <laughs> right, get get. <laughs> uh, worst family dinner conversations. That's of course when the man, the boy, called his mum a greedy cunt. Um, mm, forest hermits yes. from around the world, motion sickness, lots of poo stories, brackets, listener driven. So, uh, <laughs> listener drivel. There we go. Well, um, like... <laughs> I don't know what made me think of this, but I was on a Wikipedia um, rabbit hole the other day. And um, there is, I, I, I was, I, this is massively Alan Partridge, I know, but yeah, forgive me. I was, I was reading about the Vietnam War, right? Mm. And I started reading about people who had won the Medal of Honor. Um, in the Vietnam War, right? You know what the Medal mm. of Honor is? So it's uh, like the Victoria Cross, cr- basically. Great video game. <laughs> yeah, but it's basically like the Victoria Cross. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's for outstanding bravery. It norm- it's normally um, cool, awarded cool gun work. posthumously and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. right, <laughs> I estimate that looking at the list of Medal of Honor winners in, in Vietnam, right, I reckon about 40% of them mm. won it for throwing themselves on a grenade and saving the lives of their colleagues. Right, just constantly throwing themselves on grenades. Just every other person that seems to have won it did yeah. it in that way. Posthumously, presumably. Well, yeah. Yeah. I've got a little <laughs> spoiler alert, Pete. Throw yourself on a grenade, it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world to survive. But what if you'd squeeze it really tight? I think they just used to dive squeeze... on it. <laughs> yeah. What if you squeeze it really tight? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, that would work. That, that is going to get you the um, Victoria Cross, but, but I'd consider putting a dinner plate or a, or a, or a dinner tray over the top. Yeah. Well, like that the, would help. The dinner tray that, that, hit, that they used to hit that hippo in the face. Exactly, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, it's, I mean, My friend died horrific... with a paint, grenade, um, a paint grenade in paintball once. <laughs> he did, I promise you. He honestly did. <laughs> I think that would probably do some damage as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I don't think it was that. Um, I don't think it was that pleasant for him. But I just, it just made no. it just made me think that, like, I, I was really stunned at how often that seems to have happened. To me, if someone mm. said to me, "How often has that happened ever?" I'd probably say, "I don't know, five. Well, it happened yeah. about two hundred times in one war. Jesus Christ! I mean, what a what a sacrifice! And what like, if I brought the mood down, got this a little bit. I'll be thinking about the, like when it all kicks off because it's going to kick off, isn't it? I really wouldn't. I don't want to go to war, Luke. As you, I think about this sort of thing a lot. I just can't be fucking arsed with it. <laughs> you won't be doing anything. What are you going to do? I'll be doing stuff. You'll be a force's sweetheart. 
<laughs> With your Doing mustache. podcasts for the troops. <laughs> yeah. Um, you see Donald Trump the other day in, in one of the more deranged uh, speeches, and there's been a lot of them. Mm, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking about, uh, he just went off on one about World War Three. He said, if you make me president, I'll avert World War Three. And everyone started cheering, and he went, and you are going to have World War Three, by the way. You're definitely going to have it. <laughs> what do you mean you're going to have it? You're involved. <laughs> well, no, he won't because he's got heel spurs, hasn't oh, he? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, that's actually a really good heel point. Spurs. Um, yeah. It was an absolutely deranged uh, effort by him. But but anyway, that's that's another story. Let me bring it back by, just before we go, reading this last email out. Um, I want to read this email out from um, Sean from Whitley Bay, who's a regular emailer. Not the same mm. Sean who does um, props for um, all those amazing TV shows. But anyway, Sean from Whitley Bay says, All right, lads, your recent chat about the Korean TV show Physical 100 reminded me of a show from the mid-2000s that currently seems to be available to watch precisely nowhere. It was a cross between Superstars, where Kevin Keegan famously had a nasty bike crash, and Bruce Parry's Tribe. Do you remember Tribe, Peter? Oh, I really don't. So he goes, Bruce Perry's like this explorer and he goes and lives with like indigenous tribes all around the world. Okie dokie, yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. So BBC's Last Man Standing and Last Woman Standing were iterations of a reality documentary TV series that took British athletes of varying disciplines around the world to compete in the same local sport, or sorry, in some local sports with um, various peoples and tribes. So, for example, they would go to Mongolia and do Mongolian wrestling or um, stick fighting, kick fighting, you know, all that kind of stuff. There were various races mm. as well, from canoeing to buffalo cart drag racing to endurance foot races with homemade shoes and soles made from tyres. It was a great show that showed that the love of sport competition is universal among communities throughout the world. It pitted some competitive, high-level athletes against each other in completely unknown and often dangerous sports, and it often saw them brutally beaten by locals as they were amateurs compared to people who had been training for said sport all their lives. Um, and he goes on to say, it was absolutely appointment TV in our house and the Wi-Fi I have access to, and I regularly lament its disappearance, especially since I'm a huge fan of a niche sport. I once played swamp soccer in 2009. Oh, nice. Disc golf nice. with frisbees and even a bit of pro wrestling, but I gave it up because it hurts too much. Um, and this show is right up my street. If you remember it, I hope it's as fondly as I do. If you don't remember it, it's worth seeking out. Um, keep up the good work, Sean. Now, I do remember this show. I vaguely remember an episode where... Before they did some Mongolian wrestling, and these guys are all Westerners, I think they're all British, they went to mm. Mongolia to do this Mongolian wrestling against local wrestlers. There was like a ceremony the night before. Mm. And um, it was kind of in that period of time, Pete, when, when a lot of reality TV stuff was still quite genuinely interesting and innovative because like, it wasn't full of like wannabe famous people, if you know what I mean. It was quite mm. experimental. And... I think I'm, I'm, I'm sketchy on the detail here, but I think I'm right in saying that the guys who were ready to do this Mongolian wrestling the night before, there was a ceremonial dinner and they were served up. Um, and if you're squeamish or not happy about this kind of stuff, then please un- tune out now. They were served up a meal of dog. All right, okay, yeah. And a lot of them had a real problem with it. And so it became a bit of a, a bit of a thing. Like a couple of them were just like, "All right, if that's a local custom, you know, I don't want to be rude. I'll get stuck in." And a load of them were really kind of vexed about it. And that's the only thing yeah. I remember, other than that, they were just absolutely had their asses handed to them at Mongolian wrestling. But it was a good show, yeah. and I think if anyone if anyone can seek it out on a torrent, it's probably Pete Dawson. <laughs> I reckon so. If anyone's kind of uploaded it, <laughs> do you remember it? I don't really remember it. No, I don't really remember it. Is it your I, cup of tea? Um, yeah, I, I think so. But it's it's usually um, 
men and women who are much fitter than me doing bits and well, that's everyone just, isn't it? it just makes you feel makes you feel bad about yourself are you still doing your sprints not still doing my sprints no um, how long did that last oh about three days <laughs> <laughs> i'm still doing the line bike mate i rode home earlier yeah you're you doing a lot of line biking you should get shares i was uh, they, um well it was um i used a line bike today because i thought i'll you know i'll, I'll get back she's got a new puppy and sarah's been uh alone with the puppy all, over the weekend so i'll get home as quick as i can um and because it takes a lot of work and uh uh it was like I, I was like oh maybe i should do this like um uh, you know, free unlocking kind of like subscription. That's what thing. I do. Yeah, eight ninety nine a month. Fuck it. Yeah, but it's a pound oh, to unlock every time. Fuck it hell. What? So every time you use it, it's just a pound. Well, no. So you, I mean, the point being that if you if you do the subscription for nine quid a month, if you mm. take more than nine trips in that calendar month, you've saved money. It's worth it, right? Okay. And okay. then you can do That's a line pass, which is five quid for sixty minutes. Mm. Yeah. So all right, um, fair. It's it's worth doing, but you can't run a line bike back to South End, you maniac. <laughs> no, I couldn't. Where were you riding it really to? Just the station. Just the station. Amateur stuff. Oh, <laughs> I remember actually, Pete. Do you remember? Before we go, do you remember? Speak. My first ever experience on a line bike was when you and me were invited to a meeting at the BBC, mm. and we got the time wrong. Yeah, and we thought it was three o'clock, but it was two o'clock, and then we realised like twenty to two. <laughs> and we had to get there quick, and we had to get from where we were to where they were. And you were like, "We'll get a yeah. line bike." But yeah. I had to cycle it, and you had to sit on the back. It was really kinky stuff. It was, it was a lovely scene, absolutely lovely. Scene. It was carnage, <laughs> and we got to we got to the BBC like twenty minutes late, really sweaty. The head of yeah. BBC and podcast, that, exactly. And that was uh, well, I mean, we've we've never never had a commission. We've never well um, before or since. <laughs> No, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think we did very well. It's it's hard to sort of be really um, happy with um, your performance, like making up a lot of time that you fucked up in the first place. It's uh, yeah. yeah, you know you're not going to get. You know they're not going to look past it. No, exactly. Sorry, the biased broadcasting corporation. The I'll biased broadcasting. Yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah, let's yeah. get out of here, Peter. Why don't you take let's us, get out of here. us out? This has been the Look and Pete show for another week, and we'll be back on um, we'll be back on um, Thursday. We'll be back on Thursday for battery brands and stuff. If you want to get in touch, hello at lukepeteshow dot com. Follow us on uh, TikTok. Just search for Luke and Pete Show. You know which one's us for crying out loud? I've got a moustache. Luke's sitting in the dark currently, <laughs> so this is what be up slippers. on the up on the socials. He's 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 flapping his slippers around. What do you think of that slipper? Loud. It's nice. It's a moccasin. Yeah, it's very nice. Quality. You could wear, probably wear them out, to be honest. LL Bean, um, you know, despite the, the the guy who runs the company's questionable political uh, leanings, I still like the, the slippers. Are very good. I mean, there's no getting away mm. from it. There's no getting away from yeah. it. Uh, well, we'll be back on Thursday. Uh, but slippered or not, uh, we'll be here doing our thing on the look. <laughs> see, of you um, see you then. See you then. Tell your friends. Ta-ta. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves 
without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rustolium.